Are you ready? It's that time! Welcome everybody to this episode of Man, Buns, and Jesus. I'm just going to vamp a little bit while I look up. We are episode 21. That's that's the episode we're on. Um, and uh, we got a good one for you today. I'm, I'm Pastor Josh Laborious. I'm the clueless host of this podcast. And uh, I, I'd like to introduce my slightly less clueless host, uh, Ben Oschlager. What do, we, what do we have today, Ben? Uh, well, I'm distracting my dog at the moment. Uh, which is a pretty beautiful thing because she likes to, uh, I don't know, do things that are unexpected. Uh, but just like this dog, there are many things in this world that are quite beautiful. And uh, no one specializes in talking about beauty much more than our esteemed guest today, the Mr. Future Doctor, Hayden Lucas. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Hayden was a classmate of ours at the seminary. Uh, a great friend and uh, a, a master of all things beautiful. Uh, so we've had him asked him on the podcast today to talk about uh, beauty and art and how we can integrate it into our worship and Christian life. Yeah. So, uh, Aiden, why don't you just start us off? What is beauty and why should we care about it? Guys, this is amazing. So before we get into the topic, people, uh, people watching the YouTube video of it, they're going to see we've got quite the amount of guests here today. Uh, you have my two beautiful baby boys. Um, this is August, and this is Oswald, Wally, and Gus, as they're referred to. We've also got a dog. You guys were telling me this is the most guests you've ever had on a podcast before. So I'm excited to be a part of this. Um, at some point in the, in the near future, my wife will uh, swing in and take these beautiful babies out of the room. Uh, but as we wait for that uh, beauty, yeah. I, I don't know, we kind of threw this together and it was really great of you guys to have me on. And uh, I, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that I'm a master of things beautiful. Um, uh, just on my bed over here, I, I have the, uh, the soccer jersey for Concordia Seminary this year. And do you want to see it? Let's see if I can grab it. Have you seen kind it? Of, I ordered one. Is it the okay. commemorative jersey? It's not the commemorative jersey, and it's just too far away. I can show it on camera later. But one of the beautiful things on that is something that Joshua, I understand, helped design, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, the arm patch in commemoration of uh, Coach Koo. And uh, that's actually, and, and you did it with my brother-in-law, John, right? Okay. That yeah. I did? Yeah, I got the first edition of the letters that tells us what's going on. So, or I, unless that's not supposed to be public knowledge, but Jamie Crustalls is sending out. I have no idea what's supposed to be public knowledge. 
Okay, well, it's sad. I got an email like five months after I graduated talking about this stuff, and I was like, oh, look at yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, but but you designed it. Um, I'm actually not a great um, – can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a great um, visual artist. I'm also not a great, like – as f also, I'm on a podcast called Man Buns and Jesus, um, which means that like I'm I'm with. I won't say that man buns are unkempt, but <laughs> just like how uh, dare you for uh, even insinuating it? But, but uh, it's like a you know, as far as beauty goes, I don't know if 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 man buns level up too high on it, but. <laughs> Visually, I don't keep myself together too well. I'll say you guys, you guys can make yourselves keep it keep it together. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm leaving. So, I'm done. I'm so, <laughs> sorry. This is the fastest we've ever lost a host on this show. Yeah. It's the only time any of us has ever walked away not to yeah. take care of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Hayden's a record holder. We're putting his plaque on the wall. That's throwing good. Darts at it. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about what is and isn't beautiful, but what is beauty? <laughs> yeah, so gotten there. <laughs> yeah, so so that's good. Uh beauty is not <laughs> necessarily man buns. Um but but Josh, uh your your thing is a great example of something beautiful because um beauty is not just like like what, what a lot of people think beauty is is like you go to a concert and you witness something uh, beautiful, or you go to an art museum and you see the art there, and the art is beautiful. And uh, for in those some ways, of you watching the video, here's the clip. Here's the oh. graphic he keeps referring to. Yeah, great, thank you. Um, yeah, so and I can kind of try to analyze this a little bit. I see. I don't know. We can do that later, but. Um, the great thing about this graphic uh, and the way that it's used is that it's not just like a thing that you put together that is going to hang somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to hang somewhere, Wally. It's uh, it's being used somewhere. And uh, the thing that I think a lot of people miss about beauty and that's important and central to beauty's identity or what beauty is. Uh, is that it's something that is used. It's something, it's, it's something that draws you into something important. It catches your attention. Uh, it motivates you to reflect on, uh, like I said, something, something worthy of, of your reflection um, or of your attention maybe is, is the most succinct way to put it. Um, so um, that doesn't quite get at a very tight definition it's a good question um, but maybe maybe just to tack down what i said uh beauty is useful it's something that motivates you and it's something that points to something true something that's uh that's worthy of your attention and and reveals something about the world so i'll give you those three points i think that's i mean first of all this is the most i've ever thought about beauty in my life. So I think that's really helpful. I think that's a really good way to look at it. Um, 
We're breaking into new territory for you, Josh. Well, and <laughs> and here's I might be about to derail this entire podcast by the question I'm about to ask. So Uh-oh. buckle up, everybody. Um, kind of related to your comment about our beautiful hairstyle, sir. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I my my question because when you were when you were talking about beauty and you know it draws your attention. For better or for worse, the first thing that came to mind for me was people who draw your attention with their beauty. Hmm. Right? You you yeah. look at someone and you're like, wow, that person is beautiful. And and I have two thoughts on that. The first is, you know, it draws your attention to something worthwhile and it reveals something about creation. And when I think about it in that lens, I think, well, then people truly are beautiful because they are they're drawing your attention to the pinnacle of God's creation, right? Of, yeah. and of yeah. people who are undoubtedly worth care and attention and focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the second question is when, when does it kind of become a perversion of beauty in that when does that attention that is garnered become something it shouldn't be? When, like for, for the instance of people, when does it, when does it cross the line from appreciation of beauty into, um, into lust? Right. Right. Uh, and yeah, I, so I don't I, know where that line is. Well, uh, I, it doesn't have to be like, uh, the attractiveness thing either, which is like part of what you're talking about, I think, but there's also like, uh, I didn't explain the coach coup insignia thing very well. So what, what, we're doing with that is we're putting it on our soccer jerseys. Um, and the reason we're doing that was because professor Ku was a professor at Concordia seminary while we were there. I didn't have the connection with him that you or John did. Um, but I, I, or a lot of the guys in our class did, but I know a lot of you were close with him. I was, I got a job in the afternoon. So I stopped coming to uh, soccer. Hey, Rebecca. Do you mind grabbing Hi, Rebecca. the <laughs> I think I can hold on to Gus for a minute, but thank you. All right, cool. So thanks, honey. Uh, what we're doing with those soccer jerseys, now you can see it now that I've moved my <laughs> camera, folded up there on my bed. Um, we're wearing them, we use them to identify ourselves and part of Concordia Seminary soccer team's identity. And again, we're not a great soccer team or anything, but it's fun, it's a good community thing. And we're honoring um, a beautiful life, um, a beautiful man uh, who I know was loved and uh, cared about his work and uh, was a good professor at our seminary who, um, what are his three things, Josh? Do you pastor, pastor, mentor, and coach. Pastor, mentor, and coach. Or he he had three values though. Um, oh, uh, like contextual, appropriate. It was yeah, yeah. It was rooted in the gospel, the contextually yeah. appropriate, uh, or rooted in the gospel, confessionally grounded, contextually appropriate. Yeah. Were his three things. Yeah, 
Yeah, right. And that's pretty killer. Uh, that's a pretty good way of talking. So, so obviously like a, like a wise man and a strong presence on campus. Um, and so what you did was you created something beautiful that's used in an appropriate context uh, to commemorate something beautiful. Um, it would not be appropriate to like, <laughs> well, I mean, unless we got like a sponsorship, <laughs> it would not be, but it, obviously it's not as beautiful to be like uh, Frank's weenie hut um, <laughs> on our jerseys is not as beautiful, you know? Um, it's not as meaningful and it's not pointing to something as true. It's just pointing to something that's for consumption, you know? Um, and so uh, you get this kind of with like corporate art. Corporate art is kind of like very strange and not necessarily very beautiful. Uh, I haven't watched any of those YouTube videos that are like that blew up about that, but they keep showing up on my feed. There's a dog. Um, and uh, they, it's like a big deal that people realize like a lot of the art and stuff that we produce isn't beautiful. Um, and it's just yeah. kind of like banal or whatever. But um, your question about, or your point about lust uh, with, with what I just said about coup, I tried to answer what you were saying about um, what makes something beautiful or why do we, why do we do something? What does it mean to meditate on something important? Um, there's also beauty that's like, uh, a trick in a way, you know, uh, you can adorn something, uh, put a bunch of ornamentation on it. Um, uh, and down South, we'd say a lie. put makeup on a pig. That's right. Lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> That's I can't good. imagine the pig would be very happy in that scenario, though. No, I haven't spent time around pigs. You, but you might have some like logistical problems rights. putting, yeah, putting right. makeup on a pig. Yeah, you'd also have like animal rights groups out after you because you were like committing animal abuse or something for doing animal testing of your products. Right, <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> but uh, but so think of like a very. And I'll try not to be like chauvinist. So we'll use a man as an example. Um, if you put like a really handsome man out in front of you. Well, let, um, let me set the stage for you. Yeah. If I walk in Josh the gym. Before. Yeah. <laughs> I walk in the gym and I see this dude. He's repping like 300 pounds on his bench press. His biceps are bigger than my head. That is a man. That is a beautiful man that I am witnessing in the gym. That's yeah. the stage. Continue. Yeah. Okay. No, so. So there are, there are different levels to things. Um, and so the beauty of like legit, if he's just like trim and cut and amazing and he's making his body beautiful and like awesome, uh, that is kind of cool. And uh, I think it's like cool to support. Um, there are many ways to make the human body healthy and it's not just like being crazy cut and ripped and whatever. Um, but that is one way to to make it uh, function well and and be hey buddy yeah to be like awesome. Um, this this though gets at what beauty is about. Um, it's not just about like having one level of reality, uh, like the human body being something beautiful. 
Uh, beauty is something that's supposed to kind of hang at different levels of reality. So um, you are not just your body. You're composed of, a, of uh, well, I mean that in a particular way. I'm committed to also being able to say that you are your body uh, in a different context. But uh, you're not just your body. You are, you're a person. You have social uh, relationships. And say the guy that you walked into the gym with is just a total jerk to people um and he he drinks a lot um or uh the kind of like male chauvinist archetype um there's there's a way where the beauty of his body is not it doesn't hang together with the rest of his identity yes i just put my baby on the bed when he started crying um, what it looked like from the video frame is that you just tossed your baby across the room. So <laughs> setting him on the bed is better than that. Yeah. Uh, that's a good clarification so that uh, we don't have like child and family yeah. services coming. Yeah, right. How many um, people are we going to get in trouble with for this podcast? Yeah. So you guys, if you could say something interesting uh, off of what I just said, because um, I'm going to put this baby in the other room quickly. But the point, the point of what I was saying was that, that beauty should hang. And ultimately, uh, it's not cool if you just focus on making one part of your life beautiful. You're supposed to make all of your life beautiful, all of what you touch beautiful. So uh, I'll be right back. Well, and, and I wonder if part of it, Ben, is the, is the utility, right? Because if this guy is getting jacked, in this hypothetical world, if this guy is getting, um, he's in the gym all the time because he wants to, like, it's a vanity thing or it's a, um, he's, he's, he's trying to get people to look at him a certain way. I, I can see that, that being problematic. And I think that diminishes the, the beauty because it becomes one dimensional. But if that guy is in there lifting all the time, because what he does with the rest of his days is he goes and he helps old people move furniture. And like if they're moving from house to house or into assisted living or whatever, mm -hmm. his all he does is he uses his strength to help people move or to help people with with tasks they can't do on their own. Heck, maybe he just waits in a centralized location to open jars for people who can't <laughs> who don't have the grip strength of their own. I don't know. But that then I that beauty becomes multidimensional because yes, like objectively, physically, it's like wow, that dude looks good. Yeah. But his strength and and what is kind of the 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 single dimension there then is blessing other people because it serves a purpose and it serves uh, what I would argue is a faithful purpose. Yeah. Um, and I'm yep. thinking you can probably apply, I mean, you can apply that to the patch, right? It's not just to have something cool on the jerseys. It means something. Or um, if, if there's a beautiful woman, um, if, if her beauty serves a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. it, it becomes something more than that. Or even, um, I'm a- ma I, Queen I, Esther, I, Queen Esther, right? Yeah, kind of she saved a lot of people with her yeah. kind of stemming <laughs> from her beauty. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like as a mathematician, a proof is beautiful. 
yeah. a proof is more beautiful when it serves a function, which that's a whole separate conversation. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, so oh, go Ben, go. Yeah, go. So as a as a uh, former engineer, I was never really an engineer. As a guy with an engineering training, wasn't like, it civil engine engineering? Yeah, yeah, roads and bridges and stuff. <laughs> uh, Rested. <laughs> what? We'll have my brother back on, and he can just uh, talk about civil engineers. Anyway, so civil engineering as a profession, there's a lot of things that that civil engineers do that like don't hold a lot of aesthetic appeal. But like, I look at a lot of the work that my my wife is uh, a practicing civil engineer. <laughs> Juno down. I agree, Juno. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. <clears throat> My wife is a practicing civil engineer, and she works on everything from like roadways to to sewers to um, checking, you know, construction plans for code violations when somebody's doing a a renovation on something, um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But in the end, like, I think that that like, you know, my very bro oriented uh Bro. like vocabulary is gonna say that that stuff's awesome or that stuff's cool uh not that stuff's beautiful but like it's by this definition i think there is something to be said about it being beautiful because like it motivates me to you know praise my wife for her work because she does a good job and it's utilized like <laughs> the city of Fenton, Michigan is going to have functional sewers because my wife's work is good. <laughs> like that's, that's where some cousins of mine live. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Um, it's just like one neighborhood that she's working on, but, see, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. So like, I, I think in my head, like separating beauty from just aesthetic is like visual aesthetic is something that we maybe need to do more of or in the case of you know Hayden's particular form of art separating beauty from uh like the beauty of music from uh, just yeah. like a song's earworm tendency uh, like how well it gets stuck in your head or how how well it charts or uh, yeah. any of those kinds of things I think that's a helpful thing for us in terms of the way that we view uh, things that are appealing, right? Yeah, if I if I could, that's great. Uh, that's like, uh, well, first I've got a friend in Michigan. Um, maybe he'll end up working with <laughs> your wife <laughs> at some point. Uh, he's at an architecture firm who, uh, or that that restores old buildings in Detroit. And um, it's like the perfect job for him because um, he's described himself to me. He's like, uh, I'm not a math or engineering or like structural integrity kind of guy. I'm like, let's make something beautiful and artsy. And then uh, I'll have team members help me make it happen, you know? And, uh, and it works, it works. Uh, for him and he's been very successful um he's restoring central grand central or whatever the main 
train hub in Detroit was, and he's renovating that. Okay. And uh, but um, so there is that element that 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 kind of the actual building of things and making them beautiful that is separated in the <laughs> in the field, from what I understand. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's cool. It's great when infrastructure is like beautiful and i'm not like a roger scruton kind of guy necessarily i kind of like some of roger scruton but um i don't know who that is that's over everyone in our audience's head dude okay well <laughs> he's like he will just like show you pictures of london and in his books and he'll be like and i don't know enough about architecture conversation to have this conversation and i do want to move into music so don't let me get too caught up on this but he'll just show you like a picture of like london and you'll have like this 18th century, um, still kind of classical style, um, like late classical architecture. And then you'll have like a brutalist 1960s building that's like a cage, a concrete cage right next to it. And it'll be like a shot from above over a few streets. And then right next to them, you'll have like a modern art museum where you have like a normal box building made of like concrete uh, or, or like cinder blocks or whatever, you know. And then out of it, there'll be like a glass cube that's like at an angle and just totally like defies physics and looks totally crazy. And he'll be like, what do you think actually makes the streets beautiful? And he's just very like anti-modern art. And I kind of get it, but also don't totally agree necessarily. Um, but, but that features into what I want to say about music. Um, I actually struggle with this a lot. And um, because my style, like, like when I think of beautiful music, this is just who I am. I think of like, Claire de Lune on piano um, or like beautiful nocturne piano pieces that are just like gorgeous, you know, and uh, more classical style. And I'm just not a classically trained musician. I, I learned guitar at Guitar Center or not Guitar Center, Guitar Castle in Royal Oak, Michigan <laughs> uh, from a lawyer <laughs> who just like... <laughs> extra money would teach kids guitar and so it was not classically the guy was like a bum kind of <laughs> but um so that's how I learned and then I, I just picked up piano just kind of taught myself piano and uh for my first few years of writing music it all just kind of was blah stupid sucky and I had great people who worked with me my Tell me if I'm rambling. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, uh, bring it back to beauty. Um, oh, so I've got this piece right now that I I worked with on ukulele, and it's called Flora, and it's it's not being released anytime soon. Um, but I've shared it with a few people, and it's uh, it's this arpeggiated ukulele part and the words are um a flower blooms and then it fades was it worth anything the music starts and it stops was it worth anything um 
the chorus is, oh, what it's like to be young for a time, to be young for a time, to be young. Oh, what it's like to be young for a time, to be young for a time, to be young. Um, will my life only bloom and fade? Was it worth anything? Was it worth anything? The word of the Lord always stays the same. I know he'll remember me. I know he'll remember me. Oh, what it's like to be young for a time, to be young for a time, and so on. And uh, the point of the piece, it's a very haunting kind of um, ukulele part, which is strange for that instrument because it's supposed to be um, light and fun uh, instrument, Hawaiian islands kicking back by the beach. Um, but it's a very haunting piece. And I know it's kind of weird to analyze my own music while well, you just burped. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's... I like doing things like that. Sometimes beauty is like a surprising thing. Um, it'll be like, uh, dang, I forgot the question to kick this off then because I just went off. So. <laughs> but this is like any uh, conversation with me, as you both know. <laughs> so that's true. It's worth that's us, true. Worth us noting that Hayden is is getting his doctorate from the from the seminary in systematics, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's looking at uh, how different, some different philosophical themes showed up in Luther, right? Yeah. Yep. Neoplatonism. So, so that's right. So when it comes to thinking about things that make your head hurt, yeah. that's like Hayden's chosen profession. So if it <laughs> seems like we're in the weeds a little bit, <laughs> yeah. this is just where Hayden he lives, lives. there. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But we appreciate it because sometimes, like, uh, sometimes we have to stop and think about things that we take for granted. And I think beauty is one of them. And that's kind of why I wanted to have you on this show today, was because, like, when we talk about beauty, I mean, we talk about surface level beauty, right? But then when we, like, sit down and analyze what makes something beautiful. You can have two things that somebody might call beautiful, but one of them, that seems to ring way more true than another one. Um, I'll use an example of, uh, you might see a print of, you know, a famous painting in someone's home. Uh, the original painting, especially, like the, 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 the mastery of the artist's work on display in that painting, uh, especially if it's, you know, conveying some sort of raw emotion, that might be beautiful. But this print, more often than not, you know, it's just there to make the house kind of look a little nicer or um, brighten up a room or something. Um, not saying that that's all, you know, house art, but that can definitely be the case with some of those things. Yeah. And we use the word beautiful sometimes to describe some of those things. But then an example of like incredible beauty that has been in a conversation that I had recently, uh, I was talking to a number of our members here in Bible study uh, about the sanctuary at Historic Trinity in downtown Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Aiden's been there. I've been there. Josh, if you haven't been there, uh, go ahead and Google some pictures. This place, like, they, I don't know where they got the money exactly, 
I've heard some stories about Ford money being in this somehow, but like they dumped a ton of money in that place. Yeah. And gorgeous. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that you walk into that place, you experience the artwork in there and you just feel like, you know what, this place is meant for something special. Uh, And there's, there's a sincere beauty to it. And it's not just a beauty for the sake of, you know, some sort of aesthetic improvement to your home, but it's a beauty for the sake of like, this place is set apart. This place is special. This place has a purpose. Yeah. And if I can, that reminds me why I said all that stuff I said, Um, because the struggle with my music is like, yeah, right. Um, Is that, I'm glad I brought you back. (laughs) Yeah. Like I want to sell my music and make money from it kind of, which is, which would be cool. Um, But I found this last weekend. I played a piece I wrote on Isaiah 28 and 29 in my congregation. And, and this is what I'm talking about when, when it's just like the patch that Josh put on the Jersey. Um, uh, well, that's, is, is kind of a tiny thing, obviously, but it's just like, um, I, I played a piece for my congregation and it really blew me away. Like as an offertory is what I played it for. And, uh, it's about God. It's kind of like the, 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 part of scripture that it's talking about Isaiah 28 and 29 is God saying like you successful Kings of Israel, um, like the upper classes, you think that you can escape me by like dying happy deaths in your old age. And he's like, but judgment is going to come either way. And um, I took that as like, well, the resurrection of the dead, there's going to be a day of judgment and for the city of Jerusalem, um, for God's people, it's going to be an amazing day. And um, for those who uh, are going to be judged, it won't be, but it's the same event. It's the same event uh, for, for those who are saved, it's going to be life. And for those who aren't, it's going to be death in a way. Um, and and it's weird because it's like they don't understand the beauty of the Lord. And so I wanted to take that passage and turn it into something beautiful for God's saints in the church. And when I played it for them, I just got like Dr. Seleska goes to my congregation and I will never, I, now that I have a video recording platform right now to say something about it, he told me that, um, one of the pieces that I've written, which he, which I also played for our congregation a few weeks ago, um, was based off of a sermon from Augustine. And he, quote, this is, this is a direct quote from a seminary professor. Uh, Hayden, uh, you, you're better than Augustine. <laughs> I, so the way I wrote that piece was better than the way Augustine wrote his sermon. So I have that to always uh, lean back on. But, but all I'm saying, all I'm getting across with all this is that when, when my art that I produce um, gets people in my congregation to worship the Lord in um, a meaningful way and reflective way and teaches them something about our faith in like a, an interesting way, 
Um, I love that because, and this is the part about beauty that I that I didn't get at earlier, which is that beauty activates you. Um, it it draws you in to the truth, and it's it doesn't do that in an arbitrary way. It's not like putting lipstick on a pig. Uh, it's like the beauty of the truth is is part of how you know something is true. And so uh, when I talk about the resurrection of the dead for my congregation in a piece that I write for them um, as an offertory for me to sing alone, which is kind of weird and I am ambivalent about that. But um, when I perform it as an offertory and draw them into the beauty of Christ's resurrection and our future resurrection, um, that's something I love doing. And when art can actually do that for people and, and motivate them to reflect on and think about the truth of God's presence in the world is like, that's what beauty is about. So, thanks. <laughs> There's my so, little head talk. The, the last thing that I kind of wanted to loop into this was like, so you, you kind of spoke there more directly to how beauty integrates into worship life. Um, and while it's true that like, we certainly want beauty in our worship life, like that's not the only place that it has to show up. Right. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. And I think one thing that we kind of, maybe neglect a little bit is beauty in the everyday and so i think one of the things that kind of that stuck out to me in, in what you were talking about there is just recalling that beauty should point to a truth and motivate you to be drawn to that truth and should you know inspire you to act on that truth mm -hmm. uh, and so like i've been studying the book of james with my congregation uh, for the last few weeks. Um, and I did so in part because of how much Luther hates it, right? Uh, as good Lutherans, we should maybe look at the stuff that that draws the ire of the guy that our, our denomination is named after um, and and figure out like, you know, what's going on here? Why is, why is this such a big, uh, you know, tripping point for so many Lutherans? And, you know, for those of you who are listening to this podcast and, we, and don't know, we are all Lutheran. Um, yeah. But we, we look at these words and for us, as, like with our, our Lutheran goggles on, especially our Lutheran goggles in view of how we understand Paul's words in the New Testament, like we look at those words and we struggle to see beauty because James uses the words faith and works and righteousness and justification and uh, like all these things uh, in a way that we're not comfortable with, in a way that we're not used to, uh, in a way that we don't understand the definition of. And so like we miss the beauty in them. But then if you go back and you, you really study the text, you see that he's not using them in the way that we're used to. He's not using them in, in a, in, a straightforward way and when you understand what james is doing there there's suddenly beauty in this text and it's a beauty that points to like just the act of living the christian life you know we just studied the the passage uh 
the, the famous passage, faith without works is dead, right? And uh, later on in that particular section of chapter two of James, uh, he writes about how Abraham is justified by his works and his works, like, I don't remember the exact, uh, the exact wording, but it's like his works um, justified his faith or something like that. And then his, his works completed his faith. And what James is getting at is not that like his works made his faith more righteous or his faith, his works made him you know, more faithful in terms of his walk with God. It was that like his works in conjunction with his faith were beautiful and that like, and beautiful in the eyes of God, because it is through our faith that our, our works become beautiful before God. And so I think like, for me, as, as we talk about this, and as I look at that passage now, I look back and think about just the very active Christian life being a little bit more beautiful. Like the, this dog that some people might keep seeing uh, pop up on the screen from time to time, uh, a couple nights ago at about 4 a.m., uh, threw up in our bedroom. And uh, and Ben thought that was beautiful. No, I didn't think that was beautiful. <laughs> there was probably some some words that should not be repeated, uh, muttered under my breath as I'm getting out of bed to deal with it. But I think there was a beauty in the fact that uh, my wife and I both got out of bed and both dealt with it together so that we could both get back to bed as quickly as possible. Like there was a level of service in the fact that we both got up to to get this done quickly and efficiently so that we were serving each other in order to, you know, get our rest, get sleep, be healthy. Uh, and like looking back on it, it was 4 a.m. and we were cleaning dog vomit, but my wife was serving me in a beautiful way. And I hope that she maybe sees what I was doing as serving her in a beautiful way. And we both got back to bed in about 15 minutes, which is, got to be some sort of land speed record for cleaning up dog vomit. So, <laughs> like, that, well, I don't so, know if I'm, I'm drawing lines that shouldn't be there, but like, no, that's a great point because, uh, like there's a tension in Christianity. I, I'm in this place right now where I'm very confused about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> and this is a, this is a good example example of it because it's like christianity has in itself like its exact reversal so we talk about the complete sovereignty and rule and reign of god um but then we also talk about christ emptying himself and and becoming nothing and humiliating himself entirely for our sake and it's like both ends of that process like, like, and, and it's weird because we can talk about Christ's crucifixion. And I only bring this up because you talked about service and, and humbling yourself to serve other people. And it's like, it's weird because we, we have this sense where we do recognize that this is a disturbing event and, and recognize that Christ's crucifixion is a curse. Uh, he was, he was cursed on a tree. Um, but there's also like, it's so weird. 
and and you have to take it with the resurrection of course but but there is this moment where it's like wow christ died for me and that actually is like him this uh, like philippians 2 like this all-powerful god um you you you're all surpassing glory uh you you want to give that all to me um by being cursed and there's something beautiful in that process and it's weird because it's like you have to you have to experience not not in a like pietistic way for any lutheran <laughs> listeners um but but it is something that you have to experience and know that is for you um until you can see the beauty in that uh knowing that someone died for you and knowing that that's directed exactly for you um there's some you're right like there's something about that love that draws you in to um the beauty of of god's plan which is the restoration of of all creation i guess is a good way to say it yeah and i think that's uh, yeah to speak succinctly um maybe maybe it's not saying that christ's curse is beautiful but but it's when christ is cursed when he dies on the tree it's the revelation of god's beautiful design and so when you like do something disgusting disgusting when i'm covered in baby like two days ago gus had a blowout <laughs> and i literally am like my hands are covered in baby poop and it's like getting <laughs> everywhere and when you're you're covered in dog vomit that's not very beautiful but what that action of love reveals is is your desire to have a beautiful relationship with your wife um is your is your willingness to sacrifice yourself to make something beautiful uh, or make something beautiful once more i guess it might be the best way to say it does that make sense mm -hmm. would you agree with that so. maybe i i think so and i think yeah. like that puts a nice a nice bow on this i know you've got some time constraints yeah. here so yeah We'll we'll go to the point of the part of the show that we never warn anybody about uh, takeaways. <laughs> well, at this point, it's their fault for not listening to previous episodes. That's fair. <laughs> so we never warn our guests about this, but at the end of the show, we want we like to kind of look back at our conversation, and whether it's a, like a an overarching point that you want to highlight, or something that you want to like draw focus to again, that was kind of a point in our our whole conversation. What the takeaway would be the life? like the easy way to say that, okay. Ben. Takeaway. Oh, a takeaway. Okay. Who yeah. was it? Uh, never, takeaway? never use two words when one will do. Yeah. Well, takeaway is two words in one word, so that's a very convenient yeah. one word thing. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So probably one um, word German. <laughs> yeah. So uh, a good takeaway. Um, <clears throat> Well, this didn't come out exactly, or it might have been alighted over in the way I spoke. And thank you for letting me speak at length. Um, but it's that really what beauty reveals about the world, um, it kind of came up in the last part of our conversation, is that the world is uh, constituted by God's love and um, God's love for us. And um, that what beauty is supposed to do is reveal that love to you. Um, um, God has a beautiful design uh, for the world and that is beautiful. 
and uh, yeah, and I guess it's just kind of recapitulating what I just said at the end there when Ben said I tied a nice bow around it, and I might just leave it at that 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 Christ sacrifices himself um, to restore the beauty of God's creation, and um, it's cool. It's always good to try to restore the beauty that should be present in the world and that's what that's what christians should actually take as their their task i think so thanks for letting me like pontificate and be dumb this episode i'm it's like <laughs> letting me go off just like feeds a terrible obviously like wrong perception <laughs> of my worth as a speaker so <laughs> it, it's very kind of you to just kind of let me go off for a little while so thank you Sometimes we like yeah. to have conversations that leave everybody's head hurting at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we just yell at the world, but sometimes we like to make people think. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, what's yeah. your takeaway today? Um, I'm going to keep it to what I think is the most like applicable part. Beauty doesn't exist in the absence of utility. Yeah. So like, don't be useless. <laughs> <laughs> here's my takeaway that's great print it that's great don't yeah. be useless don't be useless that's you're more, great you're more beautiful when you're not useless yeah yeah i think my takeaway in all of this is that beauty also points to truth like and that beauty is true like there's so much artificial in this world that people try to like force beauty into or force aesthetic into or you know cut corners to create an aesthetic right but there's something that's true about real beauty that is recognizable even if it's not necessarily your taste there's something about true beauty that's recognizable and that's i think that's really cool All right, All right, shameless uh, plug time. Aiden, lead us <laughs> off with a shameless plug. All right, thanks. If you well, stop listening for our shameless plugs, listeners, don't stop listening yet because one of them is important. Oh, uh, well, two thank you. Yeah, I suppose two of them. Um, so first, I'm, I'm leaving and we have a time constraint because I'm going to see a dude, Blake Flatley, uh, do a performance here in Missouri. Uh, he goes around, he's with 1517. Uh, he does hymn sing happy hours. Uh, you can book one at your church if you want. Um, but what's cool about Blake, go to 1517.org slash music to check that out. But um, what's cool about Blake is Blake is also my producer on an album that I'm an EP that I'm releasing with 1517. Um, should be coming. I can't give an exact date. Uh, because it all depends on a few things that that come down the road, but should be coming this November. It'll come by the end of the year for certain. But um, three songs, uh, very beautifully produced by Blake, and I'm very proud of them. There's some pieces that I've been working on for some time. Um, so thanks for the opportunity to shamelessly plug that. Um, second, oh, the, the title, I actually don't have a title. Um, that's because... actually the only reason it's not released. Hayden can't decide on the title. So circle back in like November, December to 1517.org. Yeah, slash music. 1517 music 
is the is the group I'm publishing it through. They're kind of starting a record label. It's me right now, Blake Flatley, and the only other person. I don't think it's technically released under 1517, but uh, with 1517 partnering with them is Flame, Marcus Gray. So the big three. Hayden Lucas, Blake Flatley, and Flame, of course. I wonder who's selling most of their records. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for anyone who's not familiar, Flame is like a as as big time as Christian rappers are. He's up there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, Hayden's obviously the one bringing in the bucks to That's the right. 17 <laughs> music, but yeah, but Flame's a close second. I don't know any. I don't know Flame, so I shouldn't be saying anything. But that guy really has to start pulling his weight. So uh, <laughs> you're like he's a Christian rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be dropping a, a diss track. Yeah. Right. No, no. So obviously, I'm like a nobody. But uh, but man buns and Jesus diss tracks. It's gonna be yeah. a thing. Yeah. Everybody get excited. So uh, very excited for that. I do like Flame's work. I've never met him. Um, but I do like what he does. Uh, my second shameless plug, um, is that I am becoming an editor for an online, uh, periodical called the Bibfelt Review. That's, uh, Bibfelt, B-I-B-F-E-L-D-T, uh, and review spelled R-E-V-U-E rather than R-E-V-I-E-W. Um, but anyways, review as in like, a like cabaret. Um, so it's supposed to be a fun little online periodical. Uh, feel free to reach out to our Twitter, um, the Bibfelt Review. Uh, you can see the rules for the submissions there if you're interested in writing an article or just reading what we've got. Our first issue is coming in February 2023. Um, I might have some of these guys write for it. I've talked with Ben about it. Josh, feel free to write for it. Um, it should be fun. I've got a few people who are writing fun articles. I've got a few people writing serious articles. Um, I think it should be a hoot. So I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for it. So uh, that'll be coming February 23. Uh, music is coming likely November 22. So thanks. All right. We're going to say bye to Hayden so he can go be a dad and go see his uh, thing at happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace, guys. Thank bye, you. Hayden. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you guys. Thank you. Um, which means it's time for our shameless plugs. Uh, nothing quite that impressive, I don't think, except for we yeah. finally got on Pandora. So <laughs> here's that. Um, we are, whatever your podcasting platform of choice is, uh, we're probably there, unless you picked a weird one, in which case, stop it. Pick a normal one. <laughs> We're on Spotify, we're on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, um, Podbean. That's mostly just because that's the platform that kind of uh, supports us. Or I shouldn't say that. They're the platform we pay to distribute our podcast to all these other platforms. Um, but uh, go ahead. You can, you can subscribe to us on those platforms, which is... Um, it's nice for you. You get notifications when we have episodes and it's nice for us because it validates that we're doing, that we're taking the time and, and putting the effort in to do this stuff. Um, so go ahead and do that. And we also have a Facebook page. 
like it if if you feel so moved by the spirit but it's really just there so that if you don't have a personal connection with us you can reach out to us that way if you're close like if you have a personal connection with one of us just shoot us a text message um but with that page if you have something you want to hear us talk about put it up there we'll add it to the list if you have someone you want us to try and bring on put it up there we'll reach out and see if they're willing to talk with us if you would like to come on we'll take you really doesn't matter who you are or what you do um you probably have to speak english i don't know <laughs> that i'm fluent I, like i don't know that i know enough spanish to do a whole episode in spanish but so i guess that's the qualification uh, you have to <laughs> nine uh you, you have to speak english i guess um but yeah so that's what the the facebook page is good for um and i think that's about it the only publication i have coming out is portals of prayer but that's not till 2025 so i guess you could mark your calendars but <laughs> <laughs> you got some time um so yeah uh with that go in peace slightly confused and serve the lord thanks be to god